Welcome to the one-year journey through the Holy Bible. Let's pray to the Holy Spirit to open our minds and hearts to understand and live the Word of God. Holy Spirit, come into my spirit, my heart, and mind, so that as I read your Word, let me understand, know, and love you better. Bless me to be a faithful disciple to apply your Word to my life. Make me a light shining upon all those who are in darkness. As I read the Word of God, enlighten my mind and enkindle my heart with a deeper love for you and the people around me. Amen. Today we'll be reading Genesis chapter 47 to 50. Chapter 47 The Settlement in Goshen Joseph went and told Pharaoh, My father and my brothers have come from the land of Canaan with their flocks and herds and everything else they own, and now they are on their way to the region of Goshen. Then he presented to Pharaoh five of his brothers, whom he had selected from their full number. When Pharaoh asked them, What is your occupation? They answered, We, are, we your servants, like our ancestors, are shepherds. We have come, they continued, in order to sojourn this land, for there is no pasture for your servants' flocks because of the famine that has been severe in the land of Canaan. So now, please let your servants settle in the region of Goshen. Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your brother and your fathers have come to you, the land of Egypt is at your disposal. Settle your father and your brothers in the pick of the land. Let them settle in the region of Goshen, and if you know of a capable man among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Then Pharaoh asked Jacob, How many years have you lived? Jacob replied, The years I have lived as a wayfarer amount to a hundred and thirty. Few and hard has been passed these years of my life, and they do not compare with the years that my ancestors lived as wayfarers. Then Jacob blessed Pharaoh and withdrew from his presence. Joseph settled his father and his brothers and gave them a holding in Egypt on the pick of the land in the region of Ramesses, as Pharaoh had ordered. And Joseph provided food for his father and his brothers and his father's whole household, down to the youngest. Joseph's Land Policy Since there was no food in the land because of the extreme severity of the famine, and the lands of Egypt and Canaan were languishing from hunger, Joseph gathered in, as payment for the grain that they were buying, all the money that was to be found in Egypt and Canaan, and he put it in Pharaoh's house. When all the money in Egypt and Canaan was spent, all the Egyptians came to Joseph pleading, Give us food. Why should we perish in front of you? For our money is gone. Give me your livestock, if your money is gone, replied Joseph. I will give you food in return for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph, and he gave them food in exchange for their horses, their flocks of sheep, and their herds of cattle, and their donkeys. Thus he supplied them with food in exchange for all their livestock in that year. That year ended, and they came to him in the next one and said, We cannot hide from my lord, that with all of our money spent and our livestock made over to my lord, there is nothing left to put at my lord's disposal except our bodies and our land. Why should we in our land perish before your very eyes? Take us in our land in exchange for food, and we will become Pharaoh's slaves in our, and our land his property. Only give us seed, that we may survive and not perish, and that our land may not turn into a waste. 
So Joseph acquired all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Each of the Egyptians sold his fields since the famine weighed heavily upon them. Thus the land passed over to Pharaoh, and the people were reduced to slavery from one end of Egypt's territory to the other. Only the priest's lands Joseph did not acquire, since the priests had a fixed allowance from Pharaoh and lived off the allowance Pharaoh had granted them. They did not have to sell their land. Joseph told the people, Now that I have acquired you and your land for Pharaoh, here is your seed for sowing the land. But when harvest is in, you must give a fifth of it to Pharaoh, while you yourselves keep four-fifths as seed for your fields and as food for yourselves, and for your households, and as food for your children. You have saved our lives, they answered. We have found favor with my Lord, now that we will be Pharaoh's slaves. Thus Joseph made it a statute, statute for the land of Egypt, which is still in force, that a fifth of its produce should go to Pharaoh. Only the land of the priest did not have to pass over to Pharaoh. Israel blesses Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus Israel settled in the land of Egypt in the region of Goshen. There they acquired holdings for were fertile and multiplied greatly. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt for 17 years. The span of his life came to 147 years. When the time approached for Israel to die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If it pleases you, put your hand under my thigh as a sign of your enduring fidelity towards me. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I lie down with my ancestors, take me out of Egypt and bury me in the burial place of theirs. I will do as you say, he replied. But his father demanded, Swear it to me. So Joseph swore to him. Then Israel bowed at the head of his bed. Chapter 48 Sometime afterward, Joseph was informed, Your father is failing. So he took along with him his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. When Jacob was told, Your son Joseph have come to you, Israel rallied his strength and sat up in bed. Jacob then said to Joseph, God Almighty, appeared to me at Luz in the land of Canaan, and blessing me, he said, I will make you fertile and multiply you, and make you into an assembly of peoples, and I will give you this land to your descendants after you as a permanent possession. So now your two sons who were born to you in the land of Egypt have, before I have joined here, shall be mine. Ephraim and Manasseh shall be mine as much as Reuben and Simon are mine. Progeny born to you after them shall remain yours, but their heritage shall be recorded in the names of their brothers. I do this because, when I was returning from Paddan, your mother Rachel died, and to my sorrow, during the journey in Canaan, while we were still a short distance from Ephrath, and I buried her there on the way to Ephrath, now Bethlehem. When Israel saw Joseph's sons, he asked, Who are these? These are my sons, Joseph answered to his father. Whom God has given me here. Bring them to me, said his father, that I may bless them. Now Israel's eyes were weak and dim from age. He could not see well. When Joseph brought his sons close to him, he kissed and embraced them. Then Israel said to Joseph, I never expected to see your face again, and now God has allowed me to see your descendants as well. Joseph removed them from his father's knees and bowed down before him with his face to the ground. Then Joseph took the two, Ephraim and his right hand, to Israel's left, and Manasseh with his left hand to Israel's right, and brought them to him. But Israel, crossing his head, put out his right hand and laid it 
on the head of Ephraim, although he was the younger, and his left hand on the head of Manasseh, although he was the firstborn. Then he blessed them with these words, May God, in whose presence my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God of who had been my shepherd from my birth to this day, the angel who has delivered me from all harm, bless these boys, in that in them my name be recalled, in the name of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and that they may become teeming multiples of the earth. When Joseph saw that his father had laid his right hand on Ephraim's head, this seemed wrong to him, so he took hold of his father's hand to remove it from Ephraim's head to Manasseh, saying, This is not right, father. The other one is the firstborn. Lay a right hand on his head. But his father refused. I know it, son, he said. I know. That one too shall become a great people, and he too shall be great. Nevertheless, his younger brother shall surpass him, and his descendants shall become a multitude of nations. So he blessed them that day and said, By you shall the people of Israel pronounce blessings, saying, God make you like Ephraim and Manasseh. Thus he placed Ephraim before Manasseh. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am about to die, but God will be with you and will restore you to the land of your ancestors. As for me, I give to you as the one above your above his brothers, Shechem, which I captured from the Amorites with my sword and bow. Chapter 49 Jacob's Testament Jacob called his sons and said, Gathered around, that I may tell you what is to happen to you in the days to come. Assemble and listen, sons of Jacob. Listen to Israel your father. You, Reuben, my firstborn, my strength and the first fruit of my vigor, excelling in rank and excelling in power, turbulent as water, you shall no longer excel. For you climbed into your father's bed and defiled my couch to sorrow. Simon and Levi, brothers indeed, weapons of violence are their knives. Let not my person enter their counsel on my honor, or my honor be joined with their company. For in their fury they killed men, at their whim they maintained maimed oxen. Cursed be their fury so fierce, and their rage so cruel. I will scatter them in Jacob, disperse them throughout Israel. You, Judah, shall your brothers praise. Your hand on the neck of your enemies, the sons of your fathers, shall bow down to you. Judah is a lion's cub. You have grown up on prey, my son. He crouches, lies down like a lion, like a lioness, who dares to rouse him. The scepter shall never depart from Judah, or the mace from between his feet, until tribute comes to him and he receives the people's obedience. He tethers his donkey to the vine, his donkey's fowl to the choicest stem. In wine he washes his garments, his robe in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, his teeth are whiter than tea, than milk. Zebulun shall dwell by the seashore. He will be a haven for ships, and his flank shall rest on Sidon. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey, crouching beneath the saddlebags. When he saw how good a settled life was and how pleasant the land is, he bent his shoulder to the burden and became a toiling serf. Dan shall achieve justice for his people, as one of the tribes of Israel. Let Dan be a serpent by the roadside, a horned viper by the path that bites the horse's heel so that the rider tumbles backward. I long for your deliverance, O Lord. Gad shall be raided by raiders, but he shall raid at their heels. Asher's produce is rich, and he shall furnish the delicacies for kings. 
Nephtali is a hind let loose, which brings forth lovely fawns. Joseph is a wild colt, a wild colt by a spring, wild colts on a hillside. Harrying him and shooting, the archers opposed him, but his bow remained taut, and his arms were nimble. By the power of the mighty one of Jacob, because of the shepherd, the rock of Israel, the God of your father, who has helped you, God Almighty, who blesses you, with the blessings of the heavens above, the blessings of the abyss that crouches below, the blessings of breasts and womb, the blessings of the fresh grain and blossoms, the blessings of the everlasting mountains, the delights of the eternal hills. May they rest on the head of of Joseph, on the brow of the prince among his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. Mornings he devours the prey, and evenings he distributes the spoils. Farewell and Death All these are the twelve tribes of Israel, and this is what their father said about them, as he blessed to them. To each he gave a suitable blessing, then he gave them this this charge. Since I am about to be gathered to my people, bury me with my ancestors in the cave that lies in the field of Ephron the Hittite, the cave in the field of Machpelah facing on Mamre, in the land of Canaan, the field that Abraham bought from, from Ephron the Hittite for burial ground. There Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried, and so are Isaac and his wife Rebekah, and there too I buried Leah, the field and the cave in it that has been purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished giving these instructions to his son, he drew his feet into bed, breathed his last, and was gathered to his people. Chapter 50 Jacob's Funeral Joseph flung himself upon his father and wept over him as he kissed him. Then Joseph ordered the physicians in his service to embalm his father. When the physicians embalmed Israel, they spent forty days at it, for that is the full period of embalming. And the Egyptians mourned him for seventy days. When the period of mourning was over, Joseph spoke to Pharaoh's household. If you please, appeal to Pharaoh, saying, My father has made me swear, I am dying. Bury me here in the grave that I have prepared for myself in the land of Canaan. So now let me go back to bury my father, then I will come back. Pharaoh replied, Go and bury your father, as he had made you promise an oath. So Joseph went up to bury his father, and with him went all of Pharaoh's officials, who were senior members of his household, and all the other elders of the land of Egypt, as well as Joseph's whole household, his brothers and his father's household. Only their children and their flocks and herds were left in the region of Goshen. Chariots, too, and horsemen went up with him. It was a very imposing retinue. When they arrived at Goran Hattad, which is beyond the Jordan, they held their great and solemn memorial service, and Joseph observed seven days of mourning for his father. When the Canaanites who inhabited the land saw the mourning at Goran Hattad, they said, This is the solemn funeral on the part of the Egyptians. That is why the place was named Abel Mizraim. It was beyond the Jordan. Thus Jacob's sons did for him as he had instructed them. They carried him to the land of Canaan, and they buried him in the in the cave of the field of Machpelah, facing on Mamre, the field that Abraham had brought for burial ground from Ephraim the, Ephron the Hittite. After Joseph had buried his father, he returned to Egypt together with his brothers and all those who had gone up with him for the burial of his father.
the plea for forgiveness. Now that their father was dead, Joseph's brothers became fearful and thought, Suppose Joseph has been nursing a grudge against us, and, ha- and now most certainly will pay us back in full for all the wrong we did to him. So they sent to Joseph and said, Before your father died, he gave us these instructions. Thus you shall say to Joseph, Please forgive the criminal wrongdoing of your brothers who treated you harmfully. So now please forgive the crime that we, the servants of God of your father, committed. When they said this to him, Joseph broke in tears. Then his brothers also proceeded to fling themselves down before him and said, We are your slaves. But Joseph replied to them, Do not fear. Can I take the place of God? Even though you meant harm to me, God meant it for good, to achieve this present end, the survival of many people. So now, do not fear. I will provide for you and for your children. By thus speaking kindly to them, he reassured them. Joseph remained in Egypt together with his father's household. He lived a hundred and ten years. He saw Ephraim's children to the third generation, and the children of Manasseh's son, Machir, was also born on Joseph's knees. The Death of Joseph Joseph said to his brothers, I am about to die. God will surely take care of you and lead you from this land to the land that he promised an oath to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Then, putting the sons of Israel under oath, he continued, When God thus takes care of you, you must bring my bones up from this place. Joseph died at the age of 110. He was embalmed and laid to rest in a coffin in Egypt.